Well, good morning and welcome to All Things Jessamine. Glad to have you on this Saturday morning as we continue to learn about people, places, and things in our county. On today's program, we're going to be talking about an attorney and a nurse. And they happen to be married to each other and lived here in Jessamine County and was very uh, significant in our community. The last name, Garrison. His was Brad, hers was Billy, and today we have their son, Roger, with us. We're going to talk about Brad and Billy Garrison. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, Doug. Appreciate you coming in as we learn a little bit more about your folks. You know, I knew your dad, but I didn't know him as well as I did your mom. And I think my most prominent memory of her is playing the piano for Vacation Bible School at Edgewood Baptist Church. Now, I'm going back a few years on that one. But she she played piano, and I think she taught Sunday school also. And I may have been in one of her classes. She sure did. In fact, uh, she started when we moved to town at Nicholasville Baptist. Yeah, she okay. played for the Sunday school opening assembly and, yeah. and worked in Bible school. And I think maybe played the piano there in Bible yeah. school. And then when we later moved to Edgewood, she became active there. Well, let's start. We'll start with your dad and, and we'll talk about with each of them uh, where they came from and, and what they did in their lives, how they got together and all that. So tell us a little bit about Brad now. Where was he born and how did he come to be here? Well, he was born in, in Lexington to to Nathan Garrison, who was a developer. He developed the helped develop the Chevy Chase Park area and mm-hmm. the Ashland Park area, and okay. that's where my father was born. When he was born there, my grandmother said it was so far out in the in the county that she had to keep a shotgun beside her in bed. At that time, I guess, yeah, it's kind of like the old New Circle being a dirt road. It it wasn't like it is now, so. Chevy Chase was a far piece, I guess. Well, and then later out in Ashland Park, they built yeah. one of the first houses out there. And wow. Grandmother was scared and had her gun <laughs> beside her. But he was uh, raised there in Lexington and uh, was in UK mm-hmm. when the war came along. And he was uh, in the ROTC program, so he went into the Army as a lieutenant okay. and led a group of uh, boys a couple of years younger than him up the boot of Italy. Really? And uh, he was wounded twice in in World War II, yeah. in, uh, once in Italy and once in North Africa, and received two Purple Hearts. Thankfully, came home safely. Now, I know he was an attorney. Had he done any of that education-wise prior to military, or was military fresh out of school, high school? Uh, he was he was at UK working when on happened- his, his degree in commerce. Oh, when okay. He went into the the war. Now, had he met your mother at that time? Not at okay. that time. All right. So we're still got to go down the road for that. So he goes across the, the water. He, he luckily comes back home wounded but alive, which is the best thing. And did at that point in time decide to go back to school? Yes, he okay. uh, d- decided at that time to continue his work toward mm-hmm. his law degree. And it was at UK where he met my mother okay. following the war. Now, when he came back, something, I guess, had to tell him go to law instead of continue with commerce. Maybe idea or just that was what to do, I guess. Uh, that's that's what he did. That's, that's, that's what he did. All right. So he's at UK and he walked down the street one day and puts his eye on this lady and is like, oh, my gosh. And there stood Billy. Now, tell us where she was born, how she came about. Well, she was uh, born in Sturgis, Kentucky, and lived in Owensboro. Mm -hmm. And her father was a Baptist minister. And so they moved around a bit when when she was younger. But uh, she was in Evansville, Indiana, Mm -hmm. at 
nursing school when the war broke out. Mm -hmm. And she went into the service as an army nurse and served in the Philippines. Oh, the, the, so the, they still didn't know each other at this time. Still didn't know each other at that She's time. He's in Italy. She's in the Philippines as a nurse. Yes. So I, she'd already gotten her degree by that time, I guess. Um, nurses train. She hadn't completed her nurse's uh-huh. training, but it was enough for the army. For the army. <laughs> now, see, how long was she in the Philippines? Um, I think a couple of years, and it was toward the end of the war because her job was to receive the the soldiers who were coming home wounded. Oh, and they would stop there in the Philippines and have their rehab and rehabilitation. And and okay. mom was directly responsible for their care while they were there. In fact, there was one airman who had mistakenly walked into a prop plane and uh, the mom and the other nurses were given an, an award because of the level of rehabilitation that they provided really? for that fellow. Wow. Uh, there was another prisoner of war that came through the Philippines and he couldn't understand why they were treating him so nicely. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, but, because but they of the way he'd been treated, I guess. But, but they nursed him back to health there. That was one of her favorite stories that they kind of, his heart came along to accepting yeah. them. Yeah. As people. <laughs> well, we understand why your dad, after the war, would come back to UK. But now you said she was from around Owensboro. She's in Evansville. She goes to the war. How did she end up in Lexington? Well, she was drawn to UK to finish her nurse's training. Okay. So that that's what brought her to Lexington. And that's where they met. That's where they met. All right. Uh, one of the interesting things about their meeting, when when they met and began to get to know one another, uh, my mother introduced my dad to her brother, Warren, mm-hmm. who, whom we call Podge. And Podge and Dad started to talk, and they realized that at the same time, Daddy was going up the boot of Italy with the 88th. My Uncle Podge was on the other side of Italy with his company going up the other side. So they wow. never met, never crossed paths, but right. they were in the same but place they were there at the together. same time. Small world. So they fall in love, and do they get married right away, or do they decide to wait until they graduate? How does that work? Uh, they married after they graduated, okay. I believe. So he graduates with a law degree. She yes. goes ahead and finishes her nursing degree, and they decide to set up housekeeping. Now, was that in Lexington? Yes. Okay. It uh, wasn't their first home, but the, the home that, that that I was born in is, was in Metathorpe on Boiling Springs Drive. Okay. And, and my grandfather was also a developer at that time, the Developing in that neighborhood, yeah. so they ended up in Metathorpe. Okay, well, you brought up the fact that you were born in Metathorpe, and I know you have siblings who are older than you, so let, let's go through them before we go any further. So I'm assuming they were all of you guys were born then living in Lexington. Right. Okay, so give me the oldest, tell me who that is, and while you're at it, mention spouse, kids. We want to make sure everybody gets talked about here. Who's the <laughs> oldest child? Okay, my, my oldest sister is Diane. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was in eighth grade when we moved to Jessamine County. Uh, she married Earl Lou Allen mm-hmm. from Wilmore, oh. and uh, and he passed away some 10 years ago. Wow. But she was able to meet up with a high school friend, Stanley Gillespie. Right. I think they graduated together. They yeah. graduated together. In fact, uh, he and his wife and Diane and Earl double dated when wow. they were in high school and even joked at one time the boys did if anything ever happens to me you need to take good care of my girl here my goodness and, and it sh- happened sure enough because earl died and and stanley's wife elaine died elaine also died. and then some years later earl Isn't died that, yeah they started going out to lunch and 
just uh, we're made for each other. Right, right. And uh, they, Diane has two children and five grandchildren mm-hmm. and still lives in Wilmore. Mm-hmm. The, the next sister is Linda. And uh, Linda married Ammon Coleman, mm-hmm. who is uh, the Muir, uh, one of the Muirs. Okay, Ken, uh, the Muir, Bill Betty, Muir's family. Betty Muir was his mother. Okay, okay. And uh, they married and had two kids. And uh, she married a couple other times and now lives in Florida and, and is married to Wayne Bumgardner, who's not from here. I may be totally off base, but now you said Betty Muir. Was, was it Benny Coleman? Benny was his dad. His dad, really? Yeah. Because I remember dad. Benny and Betty at the Country Kettle yes. down on not only on Main Street, but around on Oak Street. I think right. where it was when something, uh, I believe he died first, maybe. But I did not realize that their son was married to your sister at one time. Isn't yes. that amazing? Yes. And she lives where now? In Florida. In now, Florida. With her, with her daughter, uh, not with her daughter, but yeah. her daughter moved to Florida and had her first grandchild. Good. So Linda had to move down there and be by her grandchild. She also has a son that lives in Columbus. Now that's three. Is that all? Well, okay. there's another sister. Oh, there's there, another. There, there's okay. Three sisters. Okay. Uh, my sister Susan uh, is a nurse that many people know as mm-hmm. a float nurse at the Lexington Clinic. Yeah. Uh, several people tell me every week that they've seen <laughs> seen Susan <laughs> at the Lexington Clinic. Yeah. She has two children and one grandchild, and mm-hmm. still lives here in Nicholasville, mm-hmm. working as a nurse. And then my brother uh, is in Charleston. Mm-hmm. He uh, left. Nicholasville to go into the service uh, when he was 17, uh, married a girl from Charleston, and he's pretty much been there ever since. since. He has a couple of kids and three grandkids. Okay. And uh, then I'm the youngest. So there was five of you. Five of us. And you came along, I mean, 60? 58. 58. Oh, you're a little bit older than I thought you were. Yeah, my uh, sister Diane and then there's two years to Linda and uh-huh. two years to Susan and two years to Donnie. And then four years later, this little surprise, <laughs> Roger came along. <laughs> well, what have, tell us what you've been doing all these years since uh, since you graduated from Jessamine County High. Well, I, I attended Georgetown College and got my teaching degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, while I was at Georgetown College, I began leading the music at Silas Baptist Church in Bourbon County. Mm-hmm. And remained there after I graduated from Georgetown for three more years when I moved to uh, Mount Freedom Baptist as the Minister of Music and was there for 14 and a half years. Really? That long? I didn't realize that in Wilmore. Uh, And, uh, of course, at the time, looking for a teaching job, it took me several years to find a music teaching job because they aren't as abundant as the other types of positions. But I started teaching at Brookside Elementary in 84 and was there for 27 years. Wow. And I'm still substituting, so I've been employed by the Jessamine County Board of Education for 35 years. So you're probably teaching kids of kids. Oh, yes. You're <laughs> probably way past that point, well, aren't you? I, I call those grand students. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Now we know about all the family. Tell me, you mentioned that Diane was eight when they came to Jessamine County. What brought the Garrisons here? Well, my, my dad started his law career in the Attorney General's office in Frankfurt, yeah, and was there for several years, and then uh, went into private practice with George Barker mm-hmm. in Lexington, and uh, Congressman John Watts mm-hmm. was from Nicholasville, right. and he, when he was elected to Congress in Washington, he wanted someone to run his Nicholasville office, so 
He contacted my dad. The law office. Law office. Now, at that yes. time, was he in with Bernard Monahan? Uh, yes, I believe so I it was Monahan and Watts. Maybe right up here on Court Row, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, yes. that's right. And that would have been before Bernard was a federal judge. He was still practicing attorney uh, yes. law. Okay. Yes. Uh, it was 61 when yeah. when Congressman Watts asked my dad to come to Nicholasville, and the office was on the corner of First Street and Maple. Okay. Uh, and that became Watson Garrison, and, and Daddy uh, ran that office until John Watts retired and then went into private practice now, of his own. which corner would it, would it, is it, Roger? Well, he was actually on the corner where the Blakeman tax service yes, was, well, that home, there, that house right yes, there. Yes, and for those people who are up to date, John Tranner now is an attorney in that building, that little White House next to the Christian church. Yes. Okay. Uh, right. At one time in his profession, he moved across the corner there to the brick, the brick building on mm-hmm. the corner, mm-hmm. and down First Street later in a home behind this office here. Yeah, going toward Nixville Baptist Church down yes. that way. Yeah, yes. okay. But now, not only was he an attorney, though, didn't he? Was, am I wrong? Was he like a police judge or something like that? Uh, yes. Yeah, take uh, us down those roads. Um, well, if you don't mind, let me tell you one more story yeah, about sure. coming to Nicholasville. Oh, yeah, my, yeah. my sister told me that they were all in school, and I wasn't. So I came with Mom and Dad on moving day, mm-hmm. and it was the job of my father's sister, Florida, to pick up the kids at school and bring them to Nicholasville. And especially the older ones, Diane and Linda, just thought their life was over. (laughs) They they were leaving Lexington and going to this little town. (laughs) And then poor Diane ends up Wilmore. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, uh, so, Not poor Diane. I don't want to make it sound like that. I'm talking about the size of the town. Oh, yes. (laughs) But... uh, my my aunt Florida, we called her Folly. She lived in Lexington and worked for the Associated Press, and and she was not married and spent a lot of time with us anyway. Mm-hmm. But she had been delegated to bring the children to Nicholasville that day, and Nicholasville seemed very far away from their school and their friends. Sure. So they were all crying on the trip down, and Folly pulled off at the dish barn and oh, yeah? gave, gave them the talk. <laughs> their parents had been working very hard on this move, and they must not show up crying. It was pretty. <laughs> dramatic my sister linda said so uh she wow. stopped and whipped the kids into shape and delivered them <laughs> delivered them to the home uh, it was on the 19th of december and not only did mom have the job of getting the house unpacked with five children her, all of her family were coming to visit for and Christmas. stay in the new home for oh, christmas my goodness so uh plus her work i mean she was torn 14,000 ways there. That yeah, way. she was at the at Central Baptist that, yeah. at that time as a nurse. Uh, now, where was that house? On the corner of Broadway and uh, 3rd Street. Okay. Now, eventually, did you all not end up over around the Natchez Trace area? Yes, okay. we did. But this was we the did. first time Broadway and 3rd, you said? Broadway all and 3rd. Right. Okay. Uh, when we moved there, the one of the first families we met across the street was Catherine and Chocolate or Julius Blankenship. Sure, sure. And... Uh, Mom felt like, uh, Catherine and Mom felt like they had some kind of connection. And when they were looking through their, Catherine's oldest son, John's baby book, they realized that Mom was in the delivery room when Catherine gave birth to John. And that's how they figured it out. And we ended up across the street from each other. Isn't that amazing? And then later, when we did move to Natchez Trace, the Blankenships had already moved over there. So we lived next door to them when we (laughs) moved to to Natchez Trace. (laughs) Good people, the blanket ships. 
So you, so they come to Jessamine County. He sets up his practice. She's working at Central Baptist, you said. Yes. And I guess go ahead with his life as far as, as going in to being more of an attorney and even a judge. Yes, he was, uh, He like I said, took took the responsibility mm-hmm. of running John Watts' office. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing about that, John Watts was eligible for a secretary to be in his home office. Mm-hmm. So this lady from Washington, D.C., named Betty Ravel, came to Nicholasville to be my dad's secretary. Yeah. And I was young, but she was fingernails and jewelry and quaffed hair and makeup uh, yeah. more so than what we'd seen around <laughs> Nicholasville at that time. And I just thought she was the, the most beautiful woman in the world. Right. But I didn't, I later found out that she wasn't even daddy's secretary. She was John Watt's <laughs> secretary, but, uh, he became, uh, uh, the Nicholasville police judge mm-hmm. which we don't have anymore folks that was in the old days and, yeah and, and it was in the early 60s yeah and uh the city hall was across from the parachute building on oak street right. where off cheer place right. is right now right, right. Uh, i remember that daddy would take me down on saturday mornings and and he would ha- have court Mm-hmm. And there were certain individuals that would always be there in jail on Saturday morning. Sure. And these fellas would come before Daddy and say, oh, Judge, I, I'm not going to do it again. And <laughs> Daddy, bless his heart, would say, okay, time served, and I don't want to see you here next Saturday morning. But next Saturday morning, <laughs> there, they, there they would be. So. For those people who may be somewhat newer in our community, the building you're talking about, which is between Central Bank and the Hager and Cunda Funeral Home, at that time was City Hall. It was the fire department. It was the police department. I mean, it was everything for the city of Nicholasville. And the building that he referred to, the parachute factory, is gone now. It's a parking lot. But that, in later years, well, in fact, at the end of its life, was the home of the volunteer fire department for our county. But yes, not only was it a parachute factory, there's a roller rink upstairs on the second floor at one time but that's the area that he's talking about the police judge now was that appointed or elected do you know i'm really not sure yeah i I don't know either and and i that's something i need to try to figure out how he would have uh acquired that because if that was in the 60s i'm assuming woody woody grow was probably the mayor about that time uh leading up to the 70s with shelby combs so i, I yeah that'd be interesting to find out how he followed judge brumfield in that russell position brumfield, yeah of course russell at that time i guess i'm trying to figure out the timeline he was a county judge at that time, and that was before we had the court system as we know it today. Uh, back then, if you got a ticket, you didn't go into the courthouse into that kind of courtroom like you do now. You went in front of the county judge or the police judge. How long did he do that, Roger? Um, it was at least four years. Okay. I'm not really positive, but at now, least four years. Once that was over, was was his the rest of his life attorney only? No, he uh, he ran for uh, district court. Okay. Okay. And I'm not positive of the date of this one, but he ran for district court and he did not win the election. But the district court, that the, the judge that won, uh, put him on as a trial commissioner. So he served as a trial commissioner for okay. the district court. And that may have been Judge Cornette. 
I could have that wrong. But yes. And I'm, trial commissioners I'm thinking Vanover maybe at Well, it could time. have been Roger Vanover. <laughs> but the trial commissioner is very important because sometimes if the judge is not available or out of town or whatever, the trial commissioner can step in, do a lot of that same work for him. So yeah, a very important position. Uh, a big part of his job was uh, listening to interviews mm-hmm. in divorce cases. He would bring home boxes of cassettes and yeah. sit and listen to the interviews of the participants in a divorce case and then offer his opinion to the judge. Okay. All right. That was a big part of his yeah, job. Yeah, of course, there. that's all changed, too. When did we When did we lose your dad? 1990. Now, what about your mom? When, when, first off, when did she pass? 2007. Okay, so quite a bit, quite Ten a long time ago. after. She could retire as a nurse, I'm assuming. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, she served, She worked for Dr. Williams at one point here in really? the community. Which was right down in that same area of buildings where you're talking about City Hall. Dr. Williams' office was right in there. It's right there. And she was a nurse for him, and 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 at Central Baptist. What what uh, uh, department was she in up there? And Central Baptist, she was in maternity. Yeah, you know, she, well, yeah, she, okay. Yeah. She, but uh, another story about that: she was actually working at Central Baptist, pregnant with Diane, of course, mm-hmm. before we moved to Nicholasville, mm-hmm. when Earl Lou Allen was born. <laughs> I yeah. tell you what, it was just a lot of things were meant to be in your old family. One. I believe so. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was. They came. Uh, they came down, and I know that in addition to being attorneys and being nurse, they had outside life too. Now we talked about your mom and being involved in the church, and she played piano. She played organ too, I guess. Or did she? Yes, she did. And being involved, what kind of outside activities for your dad? Did he? Uh, what did he enjoy? Um, he liked to go to Keeneland. Yeah. You know, he, he, he took our whole family from the time we were very young. Uh He would go, uh, to Keeneland and he would give each of the kids $2 (laughs) and we could either make a bet with that or go buy something. Yeah. And back then you could buy something for $2. Right. right. But, uh, I always gave my $2 to him and, and lost it. (laughs) But that was one of his, the things he enjoyed. Cool. And something you, you of course always remember. Yes. Which brings up another question, and I've asked this many times on on the show. As a dad, how would you describe your dad in a couple of words? He was honest, and and he taught me that by watching him in his practice. Mm-hmm. He was kind to others and generous. Uh, uh, I remember one time that he accepted a basset hound in lieu of his fee really? for a, a case that he was working on. And he often did that for people. I, I remember one time my mom and he had a discussion about another attorney's fees. Mm-hmm. And mom said, he charges a lot more for that than you do, Brad. And Brad said, I just can't do that to my clients. You know, it's interesting you bring that up. I one time had a discussion with my dad and I told him, I said, your your artwork and your framing is too cheap. You're not charging what I know they're charging in Lexington, especially and, and other places. And it's amazing you said that because he looked at me and he said, I think it's fair and I'm satisfied and I've raised my family with it. Uh, what else can you say to that, you know? Yeah. And it sounds a lot like they were a lot alike in that area and that they were comfortable in doing the job of what they thought was fair for the people that came to them. And you, you can't ask for any more than that, really. Uh, what about your mom? A couple of words to describe her. Oh, she was a jewel. Yeah. <laughs> she was an avid reader. 
always willing to reach out and help people. She uh, volunteered for the Red Cross at one time and taught a Bosnian family how to speak English. Really? She was in Homemakers. She enjoyed Bridge Club. Uh, she, I'll, I'll always remember the bridge club meetings. And if you, if you're not aware of what that is, it's several ladies that take turns going from home to home like Bunko is mm-hmm, today. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I would remember walking in and all those ladies, well, there's little Roger and they'd stop their bridge game and speak to me. And <laughs> she was always, always giving and, and helping others. It, it, she was on the teen center board yeah. at one point and I wasn't a teen, but I'll never forget that uh, she allowed me to come to the teen center that they had created. The teen center board created a teen center in what was the old bakery where City Hall sits now. Sure. Oh, yeah, where the big snow sta- uh, smokestack is. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they took a room or two in that building and painted the walls black and put up black light posters. And they had music for the kids, and the teens were allowed to come in there and hang out. Yeah. And I got to go, even though I wasn't a teen, because right. Mom was on the board. Right. Wayne Hayden was on that board too I really and uh that was a, that was a neat thing the teen center i don't even know that a lot of people would remember that even being around uh and be honest with you i don't know that i even heard of it before that's uh, so we're going back quite a ways on something like that very nice people the best thing i remember about your dad he's very soft-spoken I remember that uh, he had a he wasn't loud uh, at all, and his speech and his tone was was always to me, from what I remember, and she was too. Was very kind, very nice people. It looked like they they went well together. They they did a good job raising five kids, and we yeah. all turned out pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Any other interesting stories there you want to add before our time well, is almost up? But go ahead. Uh, just a few things sure. about about Dad's law practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he represented the school board, the local school board, okay. during the time of integration. I wish I had talked to him about that more while he yeah. was living because I, I found that out basically after he was gone and some things that I found out. He was on also on retainer for Southern Railway here in the county. Okay. And if you enjoyed the drag strip back in the day, you can thank my dad. He, really? He was the attorney for the drag strip when um, they had a public hearing at the courthouse mm-hmm. to keep us from having that 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 drag strip there were 55 per- petitioners seeking to revoke the drag strip operating permit but some 189 residents signed a petition to keep the strip in the present location and daddy <laughs> he was the attorney he was the attorney for that, that for amazing? that suit and here again I, we need to explain kind of where this is for some of our new listeners if you're going up Nixville road Right across the road from Coles, there is a slew of businesses back down. But if you look down that way, be careful when you're driving, you can actually see the what was the drag strip. And yes, they actually did drag race there. It was organized, and uh, gosh, it seemed like Sunday afternoons you went by, everybody was there. But that's where he's talking about. So he was the attorney that helped keep it here. People, I guess, wanting to shut it down. That's true. Amazing. And I, I'm pretty sure as a result of that, we got some free tickets here and there to I'd go to the I'd say you probably strip. did. I'd say <laughs> you probably did. That's interesting. He had an interesting career and contributed a lot to, uh, to our county in, in, in his business and, and his life. 
Well, believe it or not, our time is gone. Uh, it goes quick, doesn't it? Sure does. So it's not long enough to talk about your folks, but we want to, in uh, somewhat of a nutshell, talk about them and 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 who they were. Because I know a lot of people will remember them, both your dad and your mom, for different reasons. But very nice people, and and I'm I'm very glad that that they decided. Well, I'm glad that it worked out that they could come down here because not only them, but I mean you and your uh, family, especially yourself and Diane and Linda and Susan, because Don's been gone for quite a while. But you guys have contributed so much. Heck, you've been in our school system for 30-plus years and so many kids. Roger and I uh, are involved in the local old-time radio thing, and it was really, I'll tell this story. Last Christmas, we had a show, and we had some students from Brookside, the choir, to come and sing at the show. And it was very interesting because they came down one night to kind of do a run-through with us. And back on the back wall, we have pictures of our troop members, and, of course, Roger's there. And the first thing those kids did when they came in was saw that picture. Oh, there's Mr. Garrison. And they were so excited to see you up on that wall. And I know a lot of kids just so much enjoy uh, having had you in school and still as a substitute but you've you've made a great contribution to our school system roger and it's just like your parents have to our town thank you doug i i did what i loved sure at brookside yeah. and it was not a job i yeah I thoroughly enjoyed my career there and there's a lot of people that that unfortunately can't say that so anytime you can uh, leave this world knowing you've done what you loved you're pretty lucky and i think your mom and dad did that too from what I know. They, they did what they loved. I believe they did. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. My thanks to Roger for coming in this morning and telling us a little more about his mom and dad and their contributions to our community. We appreciate you coming in also. We'll do it again next Saturday morning at 11. And I hope you'll tune me in on my regular show. I'm here every weekday morning from 6 until 8 a.m. on Jess FM 105.9.